0: Hello and welcome to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault and usually Tom Chenault, but he is in the air on the way back from Hawaii. He had a little bit of a uh, travel hiccup. And so you have got me today. I'm so excited to get to be with you. And I couldn't have picked a better guest to get to have by myself because I was already figuring out how I was going to stab my dad in the thigh enough times to let me ask all the questions because I was so excited for our guest today. So we are going to have... He and your mom
1: just had too much fun in Hawaii. Couldn't make the plan. Yeah, that's right,
0: man. It's just, you know, it's one of these things. So we're going to have some fun. We might even poke a little fun at his expense just because, you know, when the cat's away, the mouse will play and uh, (laughs) it's going to be good. So I am so excited to introduce our special guest today on the show. Uh, This is just a guy who is so incredibly cool and polished and fun and admirable and what is so cool is that i he he just seemed i the first couple times we'll talk about this that i saw him he was the cool mc up on this stage and i was like who is this guy where did they find him and it has been such a joy to get to become friends with him and see that not only is he this amazing polished mc speaker all of those things but that he really is just an incredible Human being and an incredible friend. So, Curtis Broom, welcome to the show, my friend. It's great to have you with us.
1: Hey, brother, it's great to be
0: here and spend some time. Like I said, now we can have some real fun. That's exactly You're right. Me rock and roll. It is so cool. So, I want to start a little bit with that. Optic because I, for those of you who have been around the network marketing profession for a little while, especially those of you who were part of Eric Waray's GoPro recruiting mastery uh, for many years before they shifted into sort of the virtual stuff that they've been needing to do the last couple of years, Curtis was the main MC running really the biggest events in network marketing. So that was my first exposure to Curtis was seeing him up on the stage, you know, handling and just making this show run that was of epic proportions. He's introduced people like Tony Robbins, introduced people like Richard Branson. I mean, just incredible, incredible people, let alone, you know, every gigantic leader in the network marketing profession. And you don't get asked to do that if you don't know your stuff and if you can't be relied upon to make the guests that are to follow look good. And so Curtis, I, I want to start there. And I want to, I, I don't know if there's a story behind it. I didn't get a chance to ask you about this before the show, but I would just love to know, like how did it come about that you got that opportunity? Cause what a, what a joy that must've been to get to do that. In addition to, I'm sure a
1: ton of work. Sure. The, actually it's not my background. Here's really what happened. I started in the profession 33 years ago and we can get into it in some of the stuff we'll share. Sucked at it for two years because I was uncoachable, unleadable, unteachable, was going to leave the profession. I'd already had success in in my own personal uh, startup entrepreneurial businesses. Um, When, as I was leaving, someone sat down with me. I had an opportunity to sit down with someone who basically said, listen, unless you're going to shut up and be led and be coachable, then you need to go. And I decided to be coachable and it turned everything around. And so for about 12 years, I learned. and I had partners, built huge international teams, became very successful at it. About 18, 19, 20 years ago, was asked to move out of the field to run a company at some point. I've been president of three different companies. I was a, a president of a NASDAQ-traded uh, company that did over 300 million a year in 30 countries. And literally, it was at an Eric event where there were some people there. He asked Lisa and I, my business partner and great friend, to come in and, and just take a, a look and do some observation when he said there's a couple of guys getting ready to have an event who have, I think, no idea what they're doing. I think they're going to get hit by a bus. Would you guys talk to them? We talked to them for about five minutes and realized, oh, not only are they going to get hit by a bus, it's a big bus. So we coached (laughs) them really quickly and then got them the right help they needed. And two weeks later, had a great event. As we got there, we realized they had no host or MC. But we said, that's okay. We'll teach you what to do real quick on the fly. When my business partner said, here, you'll do it. I said, what? said, you'll MC for them. I said, okay. And it was just you know, for years, having built teams and been in events where whatever's happening on stage is not really working and being frustrated and saying, holy cow, just give me the mic. But of course, they never did. I did that. Well, there were some other friends in the audience who said, oh my gosh, we know you guys forever. We know your background in network marketing and and, in running companies and consulting. Would you help us with our event? I said, okay, fine. When a friend asks for help, you do. At that event, Eric was speaking and he didn't even have the courage to ask me he sent his wife marina and she walked up to me at one point and said curtis can i ask a favor and i said marina you know that whatever you ask i'm going to say yes why don't you tell me what i'm doing she says oh great then you're hosting eric event this this fall and that's how it began and so (laughs) i literally just started doing what i would want if i was out in the audience as a leader with my team and then all of a sudden what was so funny is It wasn't that I'd ever trade for it. I was just trying to give value. I used to have so many people come up to me. I was literally president of companies at the time. I'd have people come up and say, that was so great. Could you MC our event? And I say, I don't really do this. It's kind of, I'm doing something for a friend. So that's the story behind the story. (laughs) Yeah. That is so cool. And I,
0: I will say if Marina Wari, like, let alone the friendship, if Marina Wore asks you to do something, you are of course. Dang well going to do it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you know, you can't say no. So I just said, tell me what it is. And so that's how it all wow. began. All right. So the other thing that I,
0: I had wanted to ask you. So again, if you've ever seen Curtis MC, which he does not do this, as we have just said, this is not his main gig, but he's so good and at a
1: great it. part of the group. I think that's now now finished out. now. you're right. With <laughs> COVID was stuff going virtual, and I just had other conflicts, and, and Eric's gone on to do a tremendous job. But it was fun for about six, seven years. It was great. There you go.
0: So but the, the other thing that stuck with me is you have the most amazing collection of inspirational, insightful quotes of anyone I have ever met. And so was, did that come about through this emceeing experience or was that something that you no. have been collecting for years before that?
1: What happened was years ago when I was not coachable and had an opportunity to, to actually I saw someone at a generic training interestingly enough and approached them because I'd reached a point of frustration after my first two years of failure that I said, not everything's for everybody. This isn't for me, I'm gonna leave. But somebody talked me to, to attend and one individual caught my attention And I went up to him afterwards and I said, look, here's the situation. If I buy you lunch anywhere, would you give me a couple hours? He threw a challenge at me thinking I could never pull it off because I happened to have the right relationships. I did pull it off. Um, and So we met the next week. And over that two hour lunch, he taught me everything that one needed to know to go to any level of height of success that you you wanted to get. And I started following him and he started mentoring me and, and it worked. But one of the first things he taught me he said as you go through your process and you know it's just a matter of learning as a student and then you can immediately become a coach or mentor of at least what you've learned though you have so much more to learn but he said whenever you do trainings let me tell you the magic of quotes a quote is an all day training in less than 60 seconds if you select the right one so over the years i had just literally collected i probably got 15 1800 quotes all of which were memorized at one point, one or two that I would use that training, not that I keep them all in memory, but if you've ever remembered something, it's always there. And so what I would do is I would decide to go out and share quotes between speakers that I thought would appropriately set up the next one and give an insight. And people were amazed, but I'd actually write them down. I'd go pull them out in advance, say them three or four times, go out on stage and throw it out. Probably five minutes later, I couldn't remember it perfectly. I was already preparing for the next speaker.
0: That is amazing. How cool. So I, I want to zoom in on this, and may, we this may carry us through into the next segment as well, but I want to zoom sure. into these couple of moments, it sounds like. The first being that moment when you weren't coachable, you're ready to quit, and somebody clearly saw something in you that said, it, I, I'm going to take a shot at this guy to get him to see that he's gotta go a different way if he's gonna do it. What what did they say to you that got through to you in that moment?
1: So we're sitting at lunch. We just ordered, he said, okay, do what you do. I said, what? Do what you do. I'm just a prospect, I gotta see what, do what you do. And of course I did, coming from a sales background, I dug right in. Okay, let's talk about the background of the company and the founders and the credibility of the product that will regrow an amputated limb. And oh my gosh, I'm going to about three minutes in Hey, let me tell you about this comp thing. It's amazing. We're getting wealthy. And he did the timeout symbol and said, dear God, would you please stop? You're going to give me a, a brain aneurysm. I know exactly what your problem is. And after two years of flopping around and I'm buying a lunch, actually, it happened to be at an expensive restaurant that he chose. I'm going to be spending a fortune in three minutes. He said he knew what my problem was. I was ready to grab a fork and stab him. And uh, he said, the problem is you have no idea what business you're in. He said, You know, elite leaders are actually in two businesses that most people don't see or understand. He said, if you get to the top of the game, the two businesses you're in, number one is leadership development, yourself first and foremost and forever till the day you die. The day you stop developing is the day you actually did die, whether you're in the box or not. And and then from that moment forward, as many others who are willing to walk that path with you, where you coach them in leadership, if they're willing to put in the effort. And the second business is saving time. Because we're all born here and we're all going to end here. The question is, none of us know where in that path we are. And so the reason saving time is critical is because you can make money, lose it. You can get up and make it again, but you can never get time back. So you have to make sure you're working with the right people. And so he asked me a couple of quick questions. He said, do you want to make a lot of money or be hugely successful? I said, check. Yes. He said, great. You're going to need a huge team and you can't do that by yourself. You have to make the decision first. But it can take you and a lot of other people who make that decision of leadership along the way. But the challenge for many people, they think it takes a large team. Therefore, I need to get a lot of people. And the truth is, it's not getting people. He said, you need to attract the right people, and or not attracting people, it's attracting the right people. Does that make sense? And he said, and you will never in your career be able to attract the right person. And I was so confused. He said, because Curtis, the right person is a person who long after they were attracted to and chose to become a part of your team has proven by their consistent effort, day in, day out, week in, week out, that they are the right person. You're in the business of finding the potentially right person. And the only way you can do that is by asking questions. And I've been here for four minutes and you haven't asked me one. You have no understanding of the profession. And he said, the magic is there's only three simple questions you have to ask. And you did, we're doing nothing but talking, so you obviously don't understand the profession. If you do, it will put you on a better course. Wow! And so this was three questions at one point.
0: We're going to go there, so we're going to go there after the break. So I want to understand. So the, the was it the same guy that kind of shook you that you then got that gave you the challenge and you went to lunch? Was that all one person or was it two different people?
1: I watched him. Of all the people presenting, he was the one who was so blunt and and unfuzzy and warm, it attracted me to him. And then at lunch, we began a relationship where he mentored me on and off over 16 years.
0: Wow. That is not every day. I wasn't
1: in this company, but like once a month, once every couple of months, it was a great journey. And that's cool in
0: its own right. Okay. So we're going to take our first break here in a second. We are going to get back on the other side of the break because I'm dying to know what those three questions are. I'm sure you are too. And this is just going to be a great conversation and only going to get better. So you are listening to the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We're here on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you for having us on the radio for all these years. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back right after this. All right. We're just got a quick little 30 second reset and then we'll go again. And
1: no this is fun. We can wrap up and move on. But literally every single thing I've learned, every single thing I've coached now for 31, 32 years has been what i learned in that two hour launch. It's all that anybody has to know to go all the way to the top. Man. Everything you talk all about right. there.
0: We are going to camp out in this one then. I like that a lot. All right. Give me, we're going to come back in seven seconds. and we're back you are listening to the legacy leadership show with adrian chenault our guest this week is curtis broom who is just an incredible leader in the network marketing profession and beyond and i'm so excited to pick back up where we were before the break talking about just this pivotal moment early on in your career where you had been struggling you hadn't had success you were still sort of in this sales mode and in this talking to people mode instead of asking questions and your mentor said there's really three questions that the business comes down to so i'm dying to know what were the three questions
1: i'll throw that hook out there for you the um (laughs) here's what it was he said you know the, the key is you're looking for someone who is potentially the right person. He said, every single one who's every single person in every language, every ethnicity, every culture in the world, who's ever chosen to be a part of the profession, they had this same moment where at the very least they were willing to take a look for the first time. And he said, so the three questions that you're really looking to get in, and it's not like a survey. It's not like, hey, Adrian, listen, I got, I got a survey. I got three questions for you. But through building conversation and learning the art of conversation and, and, and creating that connection, It's about asking three questions and looking for three answers. There are three answers I'm looking for. No, no, yes. And the three questions are, first one is, are you happy? And I don't mean, are you a pleasant, smiley person? Have we got a relationship where I can ask you a question, Adrian, right now, are you satisfied and content that you are getting everything out of life that you and those you love and care about the most deserve? Because that question, the answer is really no for almost everybody, whether they'll say it or not. If I asked Warren Buffett that, see, I didn't ask you want to make more money. If I asked that of Warren Buffett, he go, I'm pretty good there. Why does Warren Buffett, is his age, with the monster amount of success still, he, he's about significance. He wants to keep going because by the end of his life, he wants to create a ripple effect that lasts for centuries. So if they say no, the second question is just an honest question. Well, then, do you have a plan that you're following that you know a certainty is getting you there? You see, the people aren't satisfied and content. It's not because they aren't whatever, wherever their vision is of where they want to go. It's not that they aren't there they're not even going that direction. They don't even know how to get there. In most cases they've given up. So, and, and why, do I, um, why do I ask that question? Cause I need them to connect and say, no, I don't have one. You know, if you have a specific plan it's sometimes very difficult to get where you're trying to go. If you don't have a plan, there's no chance. Because when they say, no, I don't then the third question is, well, would you like to see one? And then Lisa actually has got a great follow-up to that over the years that she's perfected that I love which is immediately take away the, 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 the hesitation. Well, would you like to see one? Now, look, it's probably not for you. That's not a pitch. It's not a takeaway. It's not a, it's not a trick. It's the truth. There's nothing in the world that is for everyone. Right. But if you see in it what I saw in it, I think if we teamed up together, we could do great things. And if it's not for you, at least you've evaluated it. You have the information to make a great decision. You can check it off. And you can move forward, but now you're in the find the plan mode, which you need to be in because you deserve to be able to go out and find everything you know and want. And that was the basis. He said, you've wasted three or four minutes of your life. You will never get back. And You haven't asked me one question. Why would you even begin to talk to me about a company or a product or an opportunity or anything if I'm not even open to the possibility? He said, that's why I know you misunderstand the profession. He said, because you think it's about you. He told me, he said, You're trying to get a result. That is sales. And I'm good with that. But you said you're in network marketing. Marketing is different than sales. You chose network marketing. If you want to go sell, then go into direct sales, but not over marketing. Marketing is about asking questions and creating curiosity. You haven't asked me one. He said, So you think it's about you, sales is about you, network marketing. Marketing is about finding out what they want and showing them and seeing if there's a way they can get it with you. And when that happens, then you create magic and you establish a relationship that now you can build upon. And so that's what I that that was the beginning. And then I said a couple of other simple things he taught me at that lunch changed the entire course of my career because I immediately made a shift. I went back to people I'd done it the wrong way with and I apologized And I said, I'm so sorry. I so misunderstood. I know this may not be for you, but I at least want to give you an opportunity to really see what it is because I did such a poor job. And then I was able to move forward and I did it the right way from that point forward and it changed the whole direction of my life. Wow. So there's so
0: much I want to explore there, but I actually, I want to hit on that last point for just a second, because that is one of the things that I hear over and over again is this sense of like, I only had one shot at, any per any given person I've ever talked to about my business or whatever or the fact that I failed in a previous company or whatever it is and that is baloney. that is a, that is 100% a story that you're telling yourself. And if you can really learn better and be willing to own your mistake and commit to be better and then follow through on that, every single conversation, almost no matter how bad it's been like there's probably some exception to that rule but pretty much no matter how bad it ever was it is repairable if you can really go back to it with that sort of an energy and with that shift in who you are so we're going to take one you, more break here a gonna
1: break. okay I can tell and then, you then yeah the yeah let's sure. let's pick that
0: one back up cuz that that's an important yeah. thing and I think There are so many of us that get stuck in our head and get stuck kind of on a loop in that space. And if we can bust that one, I think that's going to help a lot of people. So we're going to take another break here on the Genesis Communication Network. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show. We're here with Curtis Broom, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, we did it, Curtis. That break is the one I always blow because I get excited and then I'm like, oh, shoot, we're out of time. Okay, we just uh... missed it. Yeah, let's talk about kind of busting that belief. And then I want to come back to those we will, because there's
1: there's two simple. There's things that I can share in this. How long are we going by then? Uh, So this
0: next segment is long. We're back in 10 seconds. Okay, got it. Let's give it one second. Then we'll go on this next one. All right. And we're back. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chennault and our guest, Curtis Broom. And we're digging into mentorship and really the fundamental questions that drive anyone toward making a different kind of decision with their life, and really what it takes to to earn that trust inside of that conversation. And one of the things that came up as we were discussing this is that so often we have regret, we have embarrassment, we even have maybe shame about the way that we have carried ourselves in conversation in the past, maybe the burn wounds that we have about the fact that somebody just totally blew us up because we did, you know, we did it all wrong. They yelled at us. And now we don't ever want to talk to him again. Cause we just feel so terrible about the whole thing, but that is all repairable. Isn't it, Curtis?
1: Well, it is. And it comes from perspectives. And so, Oh, by the way, everything I'm sharing here, I learned at that to our lunch, and we're just going almost word for word. So let me share something. What he'd said then with regard to that about learning to ask the questions, because for sometimes for people, it's not that it's not the right place. It's just for whatever reason, their own hesitation, their own reticence, it's not the right moment. The question he asked me is, what if every single person you say, you speak with, every single person you have a conversation with, will say yes after they've said no twice? How does that change how you approach them and, and this process? He said, you better approach them in such a way with such dignity and respect, they allow you to come back the second time where they will also say no, but where you also... Treat them with such dignity and respect. They allow you to come back the third time where they say yes. And he said, here's what it comes down to. See, for so many, we think it's a one and done, and it's not. It's a process. It's not an event building a relationship. He said, the challenge you're going to have is most new people to have this tremendous fear. And, and the fear is a bunch of BS. It's a pre-construction in their mind of stuff that's totally false because it's a fear th- is thinking that they need to have this special result when the reality is they don't deserve it yet. They haven't earned it. Think about it. the first time you hand a child a little soccer ball. They're not Messi or Ronaldo. I mean, they, they don't, of course, they don't know how to kick it. There's a process. Yet everybody seems to think the first person they speak with should be excited as them. And he said, here's where their fear is. Help them out with this. Their fear is of looking silly. As adults, we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. Well, the reality is, if people need some information some concrete facts, you shouldn't be sharing it with them. If they want to know about the product, you should be pointing them to tools that every company has today. And if they want to understand how the reward model works, there are tools. What you need to be sharing is your passion and excitement in that you found a plan. And if they see what you saw and they see in it what you saw in it, and together you work, then things could happen. And he said, so here's what, what fear comes from. It's their fear of what others will think when they know they're getting started. And here's the way you eliminate it. And he talked to this at once. He said, you take a brand new person, you've got to instill this in them so rapidly or they will take themselves out of the game. And that is your job is not to get a decision, not to get a result, not to close a sale, not to get a customer, not to get a promoter your, or, or distributor. Your job is to give, an opportunity to choose. If you give an opportunity to choose, you will attract so many more people. Even if their choice isn't right now, it can always be later. And what he said was, if you have the mindset, I merely desire, when I wake up today, I have an opportunity today, if I so choose to give as many people in the world as I, however I choose to do it, an opportunity, if they so choose to evaluate quality information so that they can make the best decision for them. If you turn your picture around and you make it about them, I don't care if you, I literally developed the mindset. I don't care if you say yes or no to my product or service as a customer. I care that you make an informed decision that you believe in your heart is the right one for you. Because in six months, you'll remember that I treat you with respect. And when your situation changed, now might be the right time. I don't care if you choose to join me and my team in this business model. I care that you have great information from which to make that decision. And you've heard from others and their experiences they've had to see if now is, and if after you've seen all that, if now is not the right time, that is the choice I want you to make from an informed position. And when I developed that mindset, the question is, where was there, what's there to be afraid of? What is there to fear? if you made a qualified decision and no is or now is not the right time, that's exactly why. Because you're not the potentially right person I'm looking for. Remember, do you have everything? Are you have You're satisfied and content? No. Do you have a specific plan? No. Would you like to take a look at one? It may not be for you, but if you see what I see, and if you don't, then I now I have to force you. That doesn't work. And so when those things came together, it was like, oh my gosh, hang on a second. That's why we say it's not people aren't numbers, but it's a numbers game. It's about how many people can I give an opportunity to choose? And in in today's world, understand this 31 years ago, it was belly to belly. There weren't even cell phones. I mean, there was no it was a thousand dollars to rent a conference call line for an hour. Today with social media. It's about just learning. And people think you have to have a following on social media. No, you don't. You can start a Facebook page tomorrow. It's about putting out sincere content. And there may not be much going on at first, but if you continue to share your heart and share your passion, someone will see it and then someone will share it. And all of a sudden, the the trickle will become a flood. In other words, in today's world, if you just give and give and give and and share and share and share and let people see your real truth, your real excitement, and over time, you'll get better at it. In fact, there's a specific formula that can take everybody to achieving the desired results consistently Anytime they want. It's a specific formula. It's not a mystery. And people are so fearful. That's one of the things he shared at lunch. He said, here's a four-step formula. It works every time if people work it. But when you develop that mindset, it's like the fear goes away. It's like, you're right. There's nothing here to fear. If they said, no, that's okay. Because I'm looking for those who, if they see what I saw, they say, yes. And that's fine because they may come back. And I had so many people then come back six months later, three months later, a year later. Hey, are you still doing that? I sure am how's it going? It's going really, really well. Why do you ask? And all of a sudden the floodgates open. I love that. And the sincerity I think
0: is such a, such the key because it, it actually enables you to be, to, to release the fear. It increases the likelihood that they're going to receive it. And I I think that's really what it comes down to. And I, I was actually thinking that as you were sharing the three questions earlier. So Repeat the three questions one more time so that we can kind of come back to that, because I think there's a piece of how the. And by the way,
1: you don't actually ask them this way, but this is where the conversation leads. In right. other words, you will everybody, we, we we've all had conversations all our life. We're used to interacting with humans. Just let your humanity come through. But three basic things are, you know, based on what I've heard, I'm just really curious. Are you happy? And what I mean is doing what you're doing and where things are, are you really satisfied and content? that you're getting everything out of life that you and those you love deserve. That's the first question. Are you happy? But that's what that means. Bless you. I could even see it if I couldn't hear it. Thank you for the mute. <laughs> the second question is if you're not satisfied and content with giving everything out of life, do you have a specific plan? Do you have a plan? Do you have a specific plan you're following? So are you happy? Well, if not, do you have a plan to get to happy? Whatever that looks like in fact, What does that look like in case I can help you get there? And if you don't have a plan, and by the way, the reason I know you don't have a plan, Adrian, is if you had a plan, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me. You'd be too busy out there working your plan. So, But I need those first two questions. I need you to mentally in your head say, no, I'm not. If I could dream it and make it true, it's not where I'd want to be. And no, I don't know how to get there. Well, the third question is then great. Would you like to see a plan? Because the potentially right person is the one who's not I'm not asking you to make a commitment. That's why, that's why Lisa's takeaway is beautiful. Listen, it's probably not for you. I want to establish that we can have truth between us because it's probably not for them. There's nothing in the world is for everybody. But if you see what I saw and you see in it what I saw, and I think together we could do great stuff. And if not, so those are the three questions. Are you happy? Do you have a plan? Would you like to see one? Any? Who am I looking for? No, no, yes. Because everybody yeah. has to at least look. Because here's, here's what he boiled it down to. He said, let me tell you what this profession really is in network marketing or community-based marketing. I want, I'm searching for those who, if they see what I saw, and this is really critical. Let me start again. I am searching for those that if they see what I saw, they see in it without my undue influence, what I saw in it. And if they do, then they choose without my undue influence, what I chose. That's my truth. That's my tribe. That's who I'm looking for. If it required my influence, then all of a sudden I'd better be there every minute of every day, continuing the influence because the second I'm not, they're going to uninfluence themselves because they were not there by choice. They were not there by desire. They were not there by attraction. They were there by manipulation. Sales is about manipulation, true sales. Nobody likes to feel like they're being sold. True salespeople are the highest paid people in the world because it's an elite skill. It requires elite talent because you've got to become so good that they don't feel like they're being sold. They feel like they met their long lost sibling, but you are manipulating their head through a specific sequence of conversation because you are skilled to drive them to pull out their credit card or whatever it is and get the result. That's not what we do in this part of the world. It calls it the direct sales profession. It's really not. There's the direct sales profession and there's the passionate sharing profession. And in a network marketing, that's what it comes down to. If they just look at what I look at, will they see what I saw and then choose what I chose? That's who I'm looking for from both customers and from and my distributors or promoters. And that anybody can do without any fear. It doesn't require any skill. Point them at the things, introduce them to the people that you met, bring them to the, to, to the, the Facebook groups that you were a part of, take them to the Zooms or the, or the trainees that you were introduced with. Just introduce people and let the environment attract them the way it attracted you or not. Because if it's done properly, you now build a group that will stay with you for the long term. The question is, what's the formula to get really good at that? Now, that's a really, really interesting formula. And it's very simple.
0: Well, after you take your drink of water, you just got to tell us what the formula
1: is, man. I want to know. And here's what it is. Got it. Then here's what you do. Pretend you have a piece of paper. On a piece of paper, on a blank piece of paper, graph far right, and I want you to write desired results achieved consistently. That's always the objective because there's nobody in this profession. Your father can't do it. I can't do it. Nobody can do it. The great Lisa Grossman, business partner, friend, she can't do it. Nobody gets everybody to say yes every time. Nobody gets what they're looking for every time, but they all achieve desired results consistently. Why? Just to the left of that, write the word skills because they have put in the time and the effort and the work to develop skills. Elite skills always create desired results consistently. But here's the thing, people get so fearful, they go, oh, I have to to be Adrian or I have to be Tom or I have to be all these people who've been on his show. No, you don't, not at all, because they weren't who they are today. Um, One of the favorite quotes of mine is from Hal Elrod in his book, The Miracle Morning. Where you are is the result of who you were. But where you go will be the result of who you choose to become. And if you can make that work, then extraordinary things happen. And so the second thing is skills. Now, I know you got to take a break here in just a second. And so I'll give you the last two that lead to that. And that's what everybody can go. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes it easy because it's not complicated. I love, it.
0: I, I love it.
1: And all of
0: this, it's it's seasoned with that desire of authenticity, that desire. Well, that's why it happened
1: in one lunch. That's why it happened in two hours. It was all
0: connected. That's exactly right. All right. We're going to go take our last break here and come back and wrap up this amazing conversation. I feel like I'm the, a fly on the wall at this amazing conversation with your mentor. So thank you so much, Curtis. We're coming back right after this. You're listening to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Schnault and Curtis Broom. We are on the Genesis Communication Network. We'll be back right after this.
1: I'm hanging on every word, man. This is awesome. Oh, it's fun. I'm telling you, literally. And I've said this on stage all around the world. I said, I take no credit for this. I'm a network marketing idiot. When I was finally willing to listen and learn and be coached by a mentor, the whole thing changed. So all I'm doing is giving you his words. Please do with them what I did. But that's up to you. I, amen, man. I love
0: that. I love that. All right. We're coming back in five seconds for the last little segment. This is a short one again. Yep all right we are back final segment on the legacy leadership show i'm adrian chanel we're with curtis broom and we have just had the most fun conversation getting to to be a part of this conversation that changed Curtis's life many years ago and has echoed through everything he has done ever since. And so, Curtis, we were talking about this formula to be able to uh, to make this a sustainable thing. And so I want you to pick it back up because I want to make sure we get a chance to cover
1: everything. Here are the last two parts. Desired results achieved consistently. That's what everybody's looking for. Just to the left of that is skills. And you can draw the arrow because skills always create that. Just to the left of skills, write the word repetition. That's it. draw an arrow there is absolutely no one that anyone who is new to this profession can look to who are standing on stages as multi-million dollar earners there's not one skill they have that that person can't achieve if they just are commit to massive repetition anybody can be a great golfer now there can be natural talent there's no doubt tiger woods is at a level in his in his prime, that was so far above because of natural talent. But the reason he became good is he swung a golf club a million times. I could take anybody who has never played golf, never held a golf club, and if I stuck a, a five million golf balls in front of him and said, "If you hit, you know, if you keep doing this long enough, there's a billion dollars in an armored truck," they'd start swinging so fast and they would eventually develop tremendous skill. And skill, the repetition, the last thing that is important here is what starts requires first action. That's the killer. That's what shuts people down. It is their mental uh, perspectives that they create of unworthiness or less than or inability, all of which is garbage, because for some reason, they seem to think that this very first time has to be good, and it's not. It has to be like infants. Infants have no understanding of fear of failure. They have no capability to walk or talk, and yet they go into massive action because they have a desire to imitate. The first action, never expect it to be great, I think we just lost Adrian. So if I'm still here, I'll keep going until he comes back in. The first action, even if it's horrific and disgusting compared to what it would be with time, the first action is the release. It's the freedom. It's the glory because it is now what can be repeated. And it'll still be terrible, but less. And then it'll be kind of, kind of horrific, but not as bad. And then it'll get better and better until you're almost average or mediocre. And then you, in other words, first action is the key. And the way you do that is we use word oppositions to create immediate understanding. Tall, short, fat, thin, strength, and weakness. Here's the last thing I want to tell people. I need you to do this last thing. On a piece of paper, write down strengths, strengths, strengths at the top of the paper. Under the strengths in the far right, put not yet developed and under the line, the word yet. And in the middle, put two words in process. This was the methodology that we developed after that lunch. List your strengths. We all have them. A mother has all the skill in the world to start from zero and raise great people. You'll be a great leader. But people hear the word weaknesses, and they think that's the opposite. It is not. It is debilitating and disempowering. You do not have any weaknesses after today. You do have strengths that because of circumstance or choice, for whatever reason, you've not yet developed them. Whether it's Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, anything, I don't care what it is, speaking in front of people. It's just a strength you've not yet developed. Now you're empowered. Simply in this profession, go talk to those at a higher level of achievement. Say, here's where I want to go. Here are the strengths I have. Which ones do I need to get to just the next level? And out of this long list that you should be adding to of all the strengths not yet developed, you're now empowered. They're not a weakness, they're a choice. Because now I'm gonna do these two. You can't do them all at once. Pick these two, move them to the middle, erase them. They're no longer a weakness at all. They're not a strength not yet developed. They're in process and begin the attack. First action, your first Facebook Live will suck. Get it out of the way. You now have something you'll remember next time to turn on the lights so we can see your face. But the point is do the first one. Now you can repeat and repeat and repeat and through massive repetition. So here's the last thing I'll share because here's the here's where it, it happens. The question you have to answer is this, is that vision of of, of what would bring me satisfaction, happiness and contentment, if I, could, if I could achieve that and get there for those I love and care about the most, is that vision of creating that more important Than my self-imposed garbage message I keep telling myself about how I think others are going to perceive me along in the journey. If it is more important to you to not look bad along the way, you'll never get to where you deserve to be and those you love. If you say, I don't care what anybody thinks, there's a last final message. I learned this a long time ago. Your opinion of me is none of my business. If you will adopt that mentality, And others' opinion of you is none of your business. And if you will commit to a first action and massive repetition, you will be as good as anyone you've ever seen on this show or will ever see on this show. And that's why you should always come back to this show to reaffirm it. And you will achieve desired results consistently. And you will go out and make an impact on the world that's felt around the world. That's the whole formula.
0: What an incredible mentor to have had. But what an incredible, incredible mentee to have really taken those lessons and internalized them and repeated them and clarified them. And it has led to an incredible amount of impact in the world for you, from you, from your business partner, Lisa Grossman, who we love. And just seeing the power of that at work in your lives and in the world is it's really remarkable mm-hmm. to see. And there's we're gonna have to do this I'm, again because there's I, the I have a was, list so there of questions go. that we didn't even get to because this was so good. But I just I, I have to say thank you so much, Curtis, because I, I learned a huge amount and I loved the simplicity of it more than anything. I love else.
1: you and Tom for what you do. You are having a ripple effect, and I feel blessed that you let me be a part of it. Thank you so much, brother.
0: Oh man, it's uh it's incredible and it just keeps getting better from here. So Curtis, we are incredibly grateful for you. Go find Curtis on on social media. You can find him on Facebook, you can find him on, on all the social platforms, but do connect with what he's doing. He is just a, a source of incredible positivity and wisdom. Uh, he is truly a student uh, that that is uh, somebody that I learn from the way he learns all the time. So Curtis, thanks for being here. You, uh, we will definitely have to have you back again soon. And next week, we have another incredible guest. His name is J.W. Wilson. He wrote really the book on the neuroscience of the brain and what it means to learn differently. So see you next week on the Legacy Leadership Show. Thank you. All right, Curtis, don't hang up. Don't take us off Facebook. You are awesome, man. And uh, man, you've got so many people. I didn't know where I was going to go, but
1: once you you said, oh, well, tell me about that. I was like, okay, we'll just have some fun. This
0: was, it was so cool. And I really... it's those pivotal moments, right? Uh, it's amazing. You talk to so many very successful leaders in network marketing, and they will talk about a mentor they had really early on that changed everything for them. And rarely can they repeat what they learned from that mentor with anywhere near the specificity that you did. And so I think well, for us, was
1: life changing. And, and one of the is things hard. I've done, well, life changing, one of the things I've done over the years is I want people to understand, and that's That was something I forgot to mention, but you did as well. I mean, the reality, the truth is, and I've seen some people, they achieve heights and then they forget where they came from. Um, And it's unfortunate because the real truth is that all of us who have achieved any level of significance could always point to someone and say, that's where it began. Some people just forget. I try and instead let people know I am truly and officially a network marketing idiot because on my own, I was a miserable failure when I finally decided to stop and to listen and to learn and to be coachable. So 100% of what I've taught ever since that lunch has only been what he taught me. I've never added, I've never grown because it just works. It was universal. And then I let everybody know I'm not the smart guy. I was just the guy who worked real hard. And if you'll do the same, I'm just passing Daniel's words through me to you. Maybe they'll help you as well. And I think it's important that we give credit where credit's due. So, because some people think they have to be so special. No, you don't. Just be a leadable coachable and teachable and you're good. That but is, you, have to add a, you, have, you have to add a whole lot of work to it. I mean, it's a lot of blood, sweat. It's, as you said, it's simple stuff, but it's a tremendous amount of hard work. It's just work. But if you'll put in the hard work, it's not complex, not like being a brain surgeon, but yeah. you know, you have to put in the hard work. But, I appreciate you, man. That was fun.
0: Super fun. Curtis, thanks again. Hugs to, to you and to Lisa. Happy belated birthday, Lisa. It looks like you had an awesome day and uh, yeah. we'll talk to you. I think most of the
1: florists in the neighborhood ran out of flowers. Holy. Yeah, they, they
0: had a banner month. All right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thanks again, I'm Curtis. Running. Love you, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dan. Talk to you later. Yeah.